Today we are wrapping up our series, Breakthrough, and the title of my message is Break Free in 2014. Break Free in 2014. And one area in my life where I needed a breakthrough was with my anger. I can remember, even just as a kid, how I had this uncontrollable rage and anger. I can remember in sports being overly competitive, like playing neighborhood basketball, where if my team lost or if I lost a one-on-one game, I would, like, I would take the ball and I would punt it down the street, and I'm not going to get it. And I would just, I would just lose control. I, I can remember playing video games, like a video game, like it's a controller, and if I start losing the video game, throwing the controller, and I'm cussing at the controller, and look, don't judge me. Look, I know some of y'all have done that too, all right? But I mean, just, just I'm, scr- I'm screaming at a TV, at a game console. I can remember one time I got so mad at one of my friends, I left him at Taco Bell. I was his ride, and I left him, and I was so angry that my friends didn't want me to leave him. They're like, well, you're going to have to leave us too? You know what I did? I left all of them, and I didn't come back to pick them up. Like, I had some major issues. I was a hot mess. And after I gave my life to Christ, I, I became a Christian when I was 18 years old. And when I gave my life to Christ, it was kind of, okay, man, okay, I got Jesus now. And so these things should start changing. But even after I became a Christian, I still struggled with my anger. And I hit a crossroads. We were doing an outreach at our church. It was a summer outreach, so it was outside. There was inflatables. There, there was a, a, a free food. And, and at that time, I had just gotten out of a, a relationship. It was a pretty, a pretty bad breakup. And so at this outreach, I'm, I'm a youth leader, okay, in our youth ministry. And my ex-girlfriend comes to the outreach and brings her new boyfriend. You know, sort of godly person I am. I just welcomed him with open arms, greet you in the name of Jesus. And no, not really. <laughs> I still had some issues. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep my distance. I'm a youth leader. I'm going to do what they need me to do. I'm going to minister to people. And so there was a little bit of tension there. And the reality was is he didn't really like him. And, of course, I didn't like him. You know how that goes. And, and so I was on an inflatable and I was actually, uh, I, was, I was participating in it, and this, this guy, this, this new boyfriend to my ex-girlfriend, he pulled a prank on me, kind of embarrassed me in front of everybody. You know, and so, but hey, I'm a Christian now. So I turned and said, hey, Jesus loves you, and I forgive you. And I walked away. No, I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> the moment I turned and I saw who pulled the prank on me, I lost it. I was like, man, you, I was like, get, get, I was in this harness. I was like, get this off of me. I'm like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to fight this guy at a church. People are holding me back. I was like, I will work. You're lucky we had a church. Let me see you in the street. Let me see you. And I'm screaming and I'm yelling. People are holding me back. People are like, who is that? What is going on with that guy? Oh, he's just one of youth leaders. Okay. Not coming back to this church. I am screaming. I'm making a scene. My youth pastor, he pulls me into the building. He's like, dude. What is wrong with you? And I remember in that moment, it was just like everything, just like everything hit me at once. Like, like I didn't even realize what had happened till that moment. I'm like, what did I just do? And I remember he's looking at me for an answer. I remember just all these emotions started hitting me. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. And I was like, man, I, I, I want to change. Like, I, I again. 
I was so emotional, I started crying. I said, I don't want to be like, like I completely lost control. Completely, like my anger was completely out of control. And I remember telling him, like, I want to change. Like, I need a breakthrough. And see, I, I feel like, you know, we, we all come from different walks of life. And none of us in this room are perfect. We all have issues. We all have struggles. We all face different from temptations. We all have different mountains that we have to climb. And I, I believe we all have areas in our life where we need a breakthrough. Whether it's a personal issue whether it's from an addiction, maybe it's something as simply as you, you feel like you've been kind of stagnant in your relationship with God, and you're like, man, I just want more, I just want to go to a deeper level, I, level, I need a breakthrough. Maybe it's in a family, maybe it's at the workplace. I, I, I think all of us in this room, we can relate to needing a breakthrough in some area in our life. Maybe for some of you, 2013, it was a rough year. And in 2014, you're like, things need to change. I need a breakthrough. And so today we're, we're going to look at that. Today we're going to look at how we can break free in 2014. And I want to share with you three ways to break free in 2014. Three ways to break free in 2014. And, and the first way is to ask God for a breakthrough. Ask God for a breakthrough. I, I want you to know coming into this new year that God loves you. He cares about you. He has a purpose and a plan and anything in your life that you want to change, that you want to, to break free from, that you, you, maybe you need a miracle or, or whatever it may be, that God wants to be that source. He can be that power to change and impact your life, that God loves you and He wants to help you. But you got to ask Him. you got to ask Him. you got to talk to God. And, and the way we talk to God, the way we ask is through prayer. Prayer is how we communicate with God. And look, you may have no one else that wants to listen to your problems. You may have some people that are tired of hearing your problems. They may have told you, I don't have time for your problems anymore. I want you to know today that God has all the time in the world for your issue, your struggle, your mess, whatever it may be, your challenge, whatever you're facing, whatever mountain you're trying to climb. He is not a God that will leave you or forsake you. He's just waiting to be invited in to ask Him for that help, for that breakthrough. See, asking God, praying to God is the first step towards breaking free in 2014. Praying to God, it's the first step to breaking free in 2014. There's a story in the book of Acts chapter, chapter 16 about two men named Paul and Silas. And the Bible says that they were actually going to a place of prayer. They're going to a place of, of worship, like a church. And on their way to that place, they started getting followed by a girl that was demon-possessed. And so she started mocking them and yelling at them and this kind of stuff. And so Paul cast a demon out of her, totally set this young girl free. She had a breakthrough in this moment. You know, like, man, that's, that's awesome. Okay, let's continue to go to our place of prayer now. Well, the problem was she had a master that was using her for fortune-telling to make money. And now that she was free from that spirit... He, he just lost his source of income. So he wasn't very happy. So he, he grabbed Paul and Silas and he falsely accused them and brought them before the judges and, and the rulers. And the Bible talks about how they, they took them and they beat them with rods and how they thrown them into prison. Like a good day turned to a bad day really quick. You know what I mean? Like that's a bad day. Like, man, I was just trying to go to church. I was trying to get some Jesus. <laughs> now I just got beat up and I'm thrown in prison 
because I helped somebody. And so they're facing a really difficult situation. They are locked up. They are in prison. They've been beaten badly. And look what it says in Acts chapter 16, verse 25. It says around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were talking to God and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. I want to point out that at midnight, they have been beaten They are thrown in prison. They could have easily just went to sleep and say, we will start over tomorrow. But they prayed. Their first act was to pray, was to talk to God, was to to connect with God. And look, I, I believe the reason for this is that Paul and Silas, they had already established a lifestyle of prayer. I I referenced it earlier, but earlier in that scripture in Acts chapter 16, verse 16, it says, once we were going to the place of prayer. They were going to a place of prayer. Prayer was a part of their lifestyle. It was a part of who they were. They regularly prayed and talked to God and asked God for things and, and connected with God. It was a discipline. It was a part of who they were so that when they were facing a really tough situation, their first action was to pray was to talk to God. And here's what happens next. Acts chapter 16, verse 26. It says, Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. These men prayed. It was a part of who they were. They had a lifestyle of prayer. And so when they are locked up, beaten, bruised, in prison, they prayed and God set them free. He's the only source. He's the only one with enough power to do that. And they went to him. And in order for us to break free in 2014, we got to pray. We got to talk to God. We got to ask God. Again, he loves us. He wants to be a part of our lives. He wants to come in and help us, but we need to pray and ask him. See, the same power of God that gave them a breakthrough through their prayers is the same power of God that will work in our lives through our prayers. But we got to pray. We got to ask God. Prayer leads to breakthrough. And so we need to pray every day and we need to pray about everything. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, pray continually. Continue to pray every day. Talk to God continually. Ask God continually. Whatever breakthrough you need, continue to ask God and to pray to Him and to seek Him out because I'm telling you, He loves you, He cares about you, and He wants to work in and through your life. And we got to pray continually. For me, this has become one of those areas of my life where no matter what I'm going through, the first thing I try to turn to is prayer. Like when I hit turbulence on a plane, I pray. Matter of fact, before the plane even takes off, I'm praying. I'm praying for the pilots. I'm praying for the the mechanical features on the plane. I'm praying for no turbulence. I'm praying, Lord, put your angels on these wings. Lord, take us up smoothly and bring us down. Look, if God set them free from a prison, he can help me get from A to B on a flight and it go pretty smooth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to pray. God knows he cares about every little thing. There's one time me and my wife... We were in our uh, anniversary, we went to New York City, and so we're on a subway, and, and right before the, the, the doors close, the doors are closing, this guy hops in to our car, he's got a long black trench coat, long black hair, black boots, jeans, he's kind of standing there, and, 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 and he's like, I need everybody's attention. I started to pray. I'm like, Lord, make this shirt bulletproof. 
Give me the ability to jump like Michael Air Jordan on this guy, but give me the strength of Hulk to take him down. Like, I don't know what, y'all can tell I've watched too many movies, you know what I mean? And all he asked for was some money, but I was nervous. I mean, I didn't know, you know what I mean? And he just, but I prayed. When I was in college, before I took a test, I would pray. Now I studied. Don't get it twisted, all right? I prayed for what I studied. Lord, help me to remember everything I studied. Help me get a good grade. And I pray pray about everything. When when my dad had a heart attack, I prayed. I prayed. Prayed for the surgeons. I prayed for my dad, and and he came through that. I can tell you when I've had struggles in my marriage, I pray. See, we can look to all these other things, but, man, God God loves us. He is all-powerful. He can do mighty and awesome things through our life. The first step. To breaking free in 2014 is to simply ask God. And we need to do it regularly. I know I just gave you some circumstances. And we should, we should, again, we should pray continually. So through all circumstances, but every day, like Paul and Silas, we should have a time of prayer. Look, I want to encourage you. If you have not established that time of prayer in your daily routine, Let's lock it in. 2014, commit to praying every day. Make it in the morning. Make it in the evening. Whenever you want to make it, make that appointment and stay committed to it because God works through our prayers. Prayer leads to breakthrough. It leads to breakthrough. And look, here's the deal. Because sometimes we can get discouraged. Well, I missed the day, so it wasn't making a difference. Look, when it comes to, to praying daily, it, it's, it's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent. If you miss a day, make it up the next day. You missed three days? Okay, you know what? What what do I need to change? Let me get back on track. Prayer leads to breakthroughs in our lives. Back to my struggle with anger. Again, had that conversation. My youth page like, what's wrong with me? And here's the deal. When it came to my anger, I just always thought, this is just, this is how God made me. Like, I can't control this. You know, because it felt uncontrollable, literally. Like, when that guy, I didn't even have time to think about it. All of a sudden, I'm trying to fight some guy at a church outreach. It was horrible. And my youth pastor's like, man, you need to pray. I'm going to pray with you. We need to pray every day. And so that's what we did. We started praying. And you know what? There are times where I could feel it starting to rise up. I had to pray. But can I tell you, even in times where anger was nowhere in play, every morning I had to ask God, God, deliver me from this anger. God, help me. Help me not to get angry today. Help me to have self-control. I shouldn't be controlled by my emotions. Lord, every day, praying and praying and praying. I wish I could tell you it was a one-time prayer, and then boom, all of a sudden, I had freedom from my anger. But it took, it took time. But I can tell you that through that time, God's done a great work. Like, He has set me free from that prison, and I have way more control of my anger than I ever have. And it's only because of God and His power and the prayer that I put into it. And so I'll tell you, man, God's done a mighty work in my life, but you know what? I still have to pray. Even today, even, even though God has done that work, doesn't mean that, that, that the anger still doesn't try to seep in or rise up in my life. I'm continually praying, and I'm still asking God. Matter of fact, yesterday, I, I'm a huge Indianapolis Colts fan. And if you saw the game at halftime, they were, or like in the third quarter, they were down like 38 to 10. And I was getting angry, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. I was getting mad. And I was getting to that like clenched teeth. You know when you talk through clenched teeth? You know what I mean? Like they threw an interception and you're like, what are you doing? You know, like I was at, and I was like, okay, I need to go pray. I need to go pray. So I turned off the game. I went to the gym. And at the gym, I just I prayed, started going over my message. I'm like, look, I'm preaching on this stuff. I'm like, Lord, help me. 
And so today I still have to still stuff still still arises. It still comes up. I still have moments where my kids, I love my kids, but they're just picking at each other and they won't stop fighting all day. You know what I mean? And I want to be like, ah! And it rises up and I'm like, you go to your room and you go to your room. And then I have to go to my room and I got to pray. Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord, right now. I mean, I still have to pray, but man, prayer leads to breakthrough. And and look, I want to encourage you today. It'll do the same for you. Ask God. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to ask him to come into your situation or whatever it may be. And he wants to help you. Man, look, if you need a breakthrough at work, pray and keep praying. You need a breakthrough from an addiction, pray and keep praying. You need a breakthrough in a relationship, pray and keep praying. You you need a breakthrough from an emotion, maybe it's anger or depression, pray and keep praying. Prayer is the first step towards breaking free. To break free in 2014, we have to pray. We have to pray. The second way to break free in 2014 is commit to attending church every week. Commit to attending church every week. Look at Hebrews 10, 25. It says, some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship. They're too busy, just need a break, want to sleep in, maybe had a bad experience at a church. It's the only day we have with our family. And the list can go on and on and on of reasons why we can skip church and not go to church and not faithfully attend and maybe just attend once a month or once a year and the bible says some people they have gotten out of that habit of meeting for worship but we must not do that we must not do it why why would the scripture tell us that because god is using the church for people to have breakthroughs in their lives. I'm telling you, faithful church attendance played a huge part in my breakthrough. And I know some of you are thinking like, well, you had some anger issues. Like you needed to be in church every week. Like that's crazy. But look, I needed as much Jesus as possible. Don't we all though? Don't we all need as much Jesus as possible? And church is a place, I, I know for me personally, it was a place where I could find godly friends some healthy relationships to be encouraged. It was a place where I got to start serving. Didn't think I could even make a difference. Didn't even think I could impact someone's life. And then God opens doors and I'm able to serve. And man, that's leading to breakthroughs in my life. The sermons, the teaching, the teaching of God's word. You know, sometimes, you know, it's good to read the Bible. Sometimes we need it taught and broke it down for us. And man, that was impacting my life. And, And ultimately, it was a place I gave my life to Christ. The greatest breakthrough anybody could ever have. And it came through the church. And I can tell you for me, after that, after I realized how valuable and how important it was, and I never missed, I realized, look, I need this. I need the worship. I need the teaching. I need the fellowship. I I need the relationship. There is power in God's house. And I want to encourage you, as you start off here in the 2014, to, to commit to attending church every week. Commit to attending church every week. Look, all these things, sermons, the opportunity to serve. God works through these things, and he wants to use them to impact your life and to help you have the breakthroughs that you are seeking and longing for. The church, coming to church every week, will play a huge part in that. Because every time we come here, it's an opportunity to be encouraged. It's an opportunity to be in God's presence. And for our lives... 
to be radically changed, again, through his teaching, through the worship. Worship, commit to it. Parents, I want to encourage you. Man, commit your, your, your students to come into Epic, our student ministry, every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, we do a service for junior high and high school students from 7 to 8, 15 p.m. The whole service is about them. The worship is for them. The teaching is for them. The fellowship is for them. Look, our teenagers need as much Jesus as possible. We all do. And every Wednesday night is an opportunity for a breakthrough. Every Wednesday night is an opportunity for a better understanding or to, 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 for them to grow closer to God or for God to, again, break free in some area in their life. And so I want to encourage you, commit, make it a commitment. Man, us as a family, we're, man, we're going to come on Sunday. We're going to bring our teenagers on Wednesday. For those of you with little kids, I encourage you, make a commitment to have your kids go back in our PC Kids ministry. All the ministry back there, all the teaching and the worship, it is geared towards kids to help them learn about Jesus and worship Jesus and love Jesus. There's volunteers back there reinforcing the things that you want to be instilled in their life. Again, for even for the kids, every week is an opportunity for a breakthrough for Jesus to do a mighty work in their heart and life. And look, I can, I can share this with you because of experience. Like my kids are, they're back in the kids' ministry. They're back there right now, and they love coming to church, and they're learning about God, and they're learning about the Bible stories that, that we teach them or re, we read them. You know, a couple nights ago, I put my son Jace to bed. He's six years old, and I hear him talking in his bedroom. And so I'm about to go in there and be like, hey, Jace, you need to go to sleep. Come on. You know, you know I'm about to rebuke him in a sense. And I go back, and I get close to his room, and I hear him singing, the great I am. The great I am. Like, how do you rebuke a child when they're like worshiping the Lord? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just, I mean, I'm thankful for our kids' ministry that are teaching my son about worship, and, and we're doing it too, but they are reinforcing it. And, and again, my son can't get too much Jesus. It's impossible. My daughter can't get too much Jesus. It's impossible to have too much Jesus. Adults, I want to encourage you to come on Wednesday nights. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m., we got Wednesday Connect. It starts this Wednesday. It's a place to build healthy relationships. There's the teaching of God's Word. It's a place to receive and grow and get in His presence. Look, it is impossible for us to have too much Jesus. It's not a bad thing to be a Jesus freak, okay? Now, don't be weird, you know what I mean? But I mean, to say, man, I, I want to be, I want to get as my one... There's, man, God wants it. He desires that from us. And so, man, I encourage you, Wednesday Connect, come on out, man, be here this Wednesday at 7 p.m. The Bible says some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship, but we must not do that. And for us to live out this verse, we are going to have to fight. Our world is not slowing down. The pace is not backing off. It's only getting faster. And we're busy. And we have to make a decision. 2014, this is a priority. I will be here. I will come. I will commit. I will attend. I can tell you after I gave my life to Christ, I had, it was, it was when I was in college, I had one time where I was going to skip church. And it, I hate to say it, but it was because my, I told you I'm a big football fan, but my football team had lost. And they lost a game they shouldn't have lost. And so I was struggling. Kind of like some Alabama fans this weekend. You, you know what I mean? Like boomer sooner, right? Like they, they're struggling this weekend. And I was struggling. I was mad. I couldn't believe they lost that game. Like, man, I'm not even going to go to church. But the thing was, I was always going. So I was like, well, what if somebody asked me why I didn't go to church? And I was like, well, that's kind of embarrassing. My football team lost. That's why. 
And so out of purely not wanting to be embarrassed, I, I begrudgedly made myself go. I didn't go because I wanted to receive from God. I didn't go because I was like, man, I need church. I just went because I was like, man, if somebody asked me, then I'm going to feel stupid. So, okay, so let me just go. And I can tell you this. I, I can't remember the worship songs they sang that day. I don't even remember the message that was preached. I just know that was a day I didn't want to go. I forced myself to go. And whatever happened that day, I left encouraged. And I made it up in my heart and my mind, I will never miss church. Because I don't want to miss out on an opportunity for God to speak to me, to change me, to mold me, to shape me. It's a place to be in his presence, to be encouraged with other believers. I need that. And I believe we all need that. It's impossible to get too much Jesus. So let's make a commitment, 2014, to be here, to be in church every single week. It can lead to a breakthrough in our life, our kids' life, and our teenagers' life third way to break free in 2014 is combine fasting with prayer. Combine fasting with prayer. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus' disciples went to cast out a demon of a young boy and they couldn't do it. Jesus comes onto the scene. There's this big commotion. He's like, what's going on? And the father says, I brought my son to your disciples to cast out this demon, but they can't do it. And so Jesus casts out the demon and the disciples are like, man, what in the world? And so they go off with Jesus and like, Jesus, why couldn't we cast out this demon? And he said, this kind will only happen through prayer and fasting. See, there are some breakthroughs that will only happen through a combination of prayer and fasting. Now look, when I first came to church, fasting was a foreign term. I didn't understand it, didn't even know what it meant. And then when I found out what it meant, it became even more foreign. Because I'm like, well, why can't I still eat and just spend more time with God? You know what I mean? Like, why, why not, not eating? Like, what? Like, but here's, here's what I've learned. Fasting is simply denying our flesh. By flesh, I mean our desires, our wants, and we deny those things to spend more time with God, to grow closer to God. We make ourselves weak so that God can become stronger in our life. And so some people, what they do for a fast is they fast food. For a, a period of time, they won't eat food. They'll just drink liquids, juice, and water. But then during that time, they increase their time of prayer and Bible reading and worship. And what we do is we make ourselves weak so that we can get closer to God. Some people do a Daniel fast where they'll just eat fruits and vegetables and, and, and drink water. And again, during that period of time, they spend more time praying and reading their Bible. It's about giving something up to grow closer to God. Some people do a media fast, all right? If you have coined yourself with the term scandal-aholic, you may want to fast scandal. I'm getting some, I heard a I did. I heard, I, I heard it. My bad. Daniel fast is probably, look, if the thought crosses your mind, I don't think I can give that up. It's probably the thing you should fast and give to the Lord and spend more time with him. But seriously, it, it's a personal thing. It's getting with God, and it's choosing to de deny ourselves things that our flesh craves. Our flesh wants food. Our flesh wants these, these shows and TV and different. It's denying ourselves that, and it is spending more time with God. That is the purpose of it, because fasting weakens our flesh. And we need that because our flesh will always have an answer, right? We'll, we'll be the ones to try to figure it out. We'll be the ones, well, I can fix this, and I can do this, and I need to do that, versus just simply surrendering to God and saying, God, what do you want me to do? God, I want to go your way. See, fasting is about less of me and more of God. 
It's about less of me and more of God. It's making that sacrifice and saying, Lord, I want more of you. I can tell you every major decision that me and my wife, Jamie, that we have made, we have fasted and prayed about it. Because we don't want our will. We want God's will. And I know my flesh will lead me a certain way. And it may lead me in a right way, but it may lead me in a wrong way. And look, I want God's way. I want God's way. And so we fast and we pray. I can tell you in college, my, me and my wife, we were dating at that time. And, and we really felt like we were meant for one another, that we were going to get, get married. But in college, we started having some issues. You know, we kind of got beyond that first stage, you know, where everything's all first impressions and it's all nice and neat. Some of our junk started to come to the surface. You know what I mean? We all got it, right? We all got issues. And so that started to flesh out and come out. And she's like, ooh, well, I don't know if I want your junk. And I'm like, I don't know if I want your junk. And so we were fighting, major fights, having major issues. And we were like... And maybe we're not supposed to be together. And so again, our flesh was kind of pulling us, our, it was kind of like, well, well, we think we're supposed to be together. But then we're like, woo, we're seeing these, maybe we're not. And so we took time to fast and pray. We're like, God, what do you want? Because whatever you want, Lord, that's what we're going to commit to. That's what we're going to work on. Because God, if you don't want us to be together, I don't even want to deal with her junk. And she definitely didn't want to deal with my junk. But God, if this is what you want. We're going to work through it. And so we fasted and prayed, and we both come back and just felt complete peace, confirmation, man, that God wanted us to be together. And so we started working on it. We started taking the necessary steps to work on our junk and to work things out. And, and man, God, God did a great thing. We had a, we had a major breakthrough in our relationship, and prayer and fasting played a huge part in that. And so, look, I want to encourage you. Commit to prayer and fasting. We've got these cards in your seat back pockets. If you have not filled one out, fill one out today. There's options there to fast. Man, fast something, give up something, deny yourself something so that you can spend more time with God. We got our prayer times. We got Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m., all right? And not this Monday, but the following Monday, we start the prayer in the morning and at lunch. We have it from 6 to 7 and then 12 to 1, 6 to 7 a.m. and 12 to 1 p.m. Commit to coming, man. Make time to come to those prayer times to pray and to fast. Again, sign up on this card. Let's do this thing together. Let's break free together in 2014. Again, Jesus said, there are some breakthroughs that will only happen through combining prayer and fasting. And so to break free in 2014, we've got to ask God. He loves us. He wants to hear for us. We've got to pray. We've got to commit to coming to church every week. It's impossible to get too much Jesus. We've got to combine prayer with fasting. There are some breakthroughs. They will only happen through that combination. And then lastly, I want to point this out as, as I close, because I think it's so important, because in, in these stories, in the Bible, we've seen people had breakthroughs. And again, God wants you to break free in 2014, but I also want you to see that God wants you to use your breakthrough to impact others. Back to that story with Paul and Silas. God broke them free out of jail. What an amazing miracle. And if you go on to read that story, you read about a jailer that once he saw all the prisoners break loose, he's like, oh, they're going to kill me anyway. So he goes to kill himself. Paul and Silas are like, stop. We're all here. Don't kill yourself. And the story goes on to tell how they tell this man about Jesus. And he's like, you need to come back to my house and share with my family. And so he goes back to his house and they share with his family about Jesus. And the Bible says that this man and his whole household, that they get saved, they give their life to Christ, and they all get baptized. See, God not only wants all of us to break free in 2014, but he wants to use what he's going to do in our lives to help others break free in 2014. I can tell you from my life, and I'm nobody special, I just serve an awesome God. 
that, man, when God just started to deliver me and do great and awesome things through my life, that I've come to see my family come to know Christ. I've come to see my brother and sister come to know Christ. I've, I've come to see friends give their heart to Christ. And again, it's nothing. I'm nobody great. I just serve a great God. Then I, I met with a student that was in our youth ministry. I used to youth pastor in Columbus, Ohio. And this was a student. He wasn't perfect. He definitely had some issues. He wasn't all sold out to God. But his parents would make him come to church every week. They'd make him come to youth group every Wednesday night. And he also made, you know, it was kind of a combo of his parents and him. But he was there all the time. And again, he had some major issues. Well, he just got stationed to Tinker Air Force Base just a week ago. He's sitting in my living room. And he's sharing his story about how in college, man, God just set him free. Like at college, he finally had that breakthrough in his life. And he referred back to the times he was at church and the messages he heard and the people that loved him and poured on to him. And I'm telling you, a part of his breakthrough was his commitment through his parents and him to be at church every week. Man, God set him free. He is so in love with Jesus. It's amazing. I can tell you about a friend at college that would share in class to pray for his dad who wasn't a Christian. And over eight years, he would set aside various times to pray and fast for his dad's salvation, for his dad to come to know Jesus. And I remember today in the class, we said, after eight years, this past Sunday, my dad gave his life to Christ. Look, your breakthrough in 2014 is right around the corner as you practice these principles. But God's going to use what he's doing in your life to impact someone else's life. And we can all break free in 2014. And so let's make commitments. Let's pray. Let's ask God. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants to hear from you. Let's make the time to be in God's house, to worship, to hear the teaching, to serve, to be involved. His presence is here. Life change happens here. And then let's challenge ourselves the first two weeks to pray and fast. There are some breakthroughs that will only happen through prayer and fasting. And it may take eight years like it did for my friend. We serve a powerful God, a great God that wants to do a great work in your life and those around you in 2014.